Hey, and welcome to the Gridiron Fantasy Football League podcast. I'm your host, Huck Breeze, and I am joined here today with Scott Shedig. As always, Scott, relevant football news on the horizon. Are you excited, my friend? I'm extremely excited. It's, it's almost like the season is alive again. You know, the next season is the first step to like moving, moving on from last season after the Super Bowl. So it's, it's a very exciting time. You know, like you said, relevant football news is on the horizon. It's been a while. It has. And, you know, the the last real relevant football news we had was, you know, stuff about the the Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl, you know, maybe some some rule changes and whatnot. Obviously, we have the whole Deshaun Watson scandal, which we'll get into shortly. Hopefully, we're not going to take up too much time on Deshaun Watson today. Uh, It's been kind of a depressing offseason, especially if you're a Texans fan. Um, Tomorrow's not going to hold any uh you know hope or or uh, exuberance from texans fans obviously we don't have a first round pick and we probably won't see much on the first night um we don't even have a lot of ammo to trade for uh the days yeah. of us going up top and getting a a high draft pick are you know few and far between the last few years so um We'll see. We'll see. I, I, regardless, I am excited as a football fan. Uh, this is a unique draft, obviously, uh, with as many quarterbacks and as many uh, franchises venturing into a new era. I think um, you know we've we've known some of these franchises as being terrible for a while, being bad. Um, and now here's their chance to to have come up and and, and maybe um, have a Hall of Famer. So they have so, a yeah. shot. Have them have a shot. There's a lot of good picks, and I mean, from what they're saying, there are there is a lot of talent in this draft. Yes. Uh, you know how they manage that talent and what they do, what they put around them, and how that they, they develop over the years to come. We'll see. But as of now, they are talented. And I believe. Ta- Prior to this, you were talking about how you think that there's only one good quarterback in this draft, or one quarterback that you think will be have you know a career of longevity. I want you to name that quarterback. Obviously, we'll get into that. But do you have any reasoning behind this? I mean, there's so many, so many, and and this is coming off a shortened 
college football season. So, you know, and, and before that there was no college football season. So it's, the film is not as deep and the, the research is not as deep on some of these quarterbacks. Um, but what, what's your reasoning behind this? Why, why do you have such a doom and gloom outlook on uh, the incoming draft class? It's not, it's not them. It's not that they're terrible quarterbacks. It's the fact that quarterback is a very tough position and you can't go into a team and just make a team better because you're a better quarterback. The team has to be ready as well. They have to put some people around you. If you have some 22-year-old kid go into a team and try to lead them, lead a group of men that have families and salaries and careers, it's not. It's going to crumble on top of them, and it's you're going to watch them fail. Like a lot of early first-round picks that go to a team that isn't that doesn't need just a quarterback to all of a sudden inject them into the playoffs or a Super Bowl run. It needs like about ten other pieces before they put a quarterback in there. But some teams don't know how to build a championship team. Some of them just kind of see the see the quick easy fix and go, oh well, this Patrick Mahomes s guy is just going to put us right into the Super Bowl. And it's like, no, that Patrick Mahomes S guy might've been really good, but now you ruined his career and now he's a jet for the rest of his life. And that's it. You know? And it's just, it's like, nice to know you. I mean, there's a lot of hypotheticals like that. I mean, going back to, as a Texans fan, Derek Carr, I'm David Carr. I'm sorry. I'm switching it back and forth. I used to always say David Carr. Now I'm saying Derek times have changed. Um, da- David Carr was, uh, you know, one of the highest touted quarterback out of Ohio state or out of Fresno state. He was supposed to be the guy to lead the Texans for the next, you know, 10 years or 11 years. Obviously he set NFL records on sacks and we were terrible and we're, you know, whatever. And, uh, you know, David Carr ended up winning a Super Bowl as a backup to Eli, but his career never really took off. I mean, maybe if he was in a different situation, you look back and you say, Hey, maybe this guy would have been hall of fame material. Maybe he would have made, multiple you know conference championships conference championships etc etc uh but yeah that's caps in hindsight that's how you know sports work um we do see i know i said that there's a lot of these teams that have been bad for a while a few of these teams up top namely the 49ers yeah uh have been good they've been obviously they made the super bowl two years ago um going back what seven eight years with kaepernick they were in the Super Bowl as well. Um, they've, you know, they've been competitors. They've had a great defense for a very long time. Not all. You got the Falcons, who obviously made uh, their number four pick. They were in the Super Bowl what four or five years ago. Um, they've been constant, uh, you know, NFC contenders, always in the playoffs. Potent offense. Um, so not all these teams are. Uh, you know, trying to rebuild from scratch. You do have some uh, teams that are that have something to build with already. Um, but I, I guess we'll just have to see. Let's let's jump right into it. First, I want to ask you a few background questions on the draft, just to get things warmed up here. So, what does the draft mean to you? Is it important to you? Is this something that you look forward to every year? Oh yeah, draft is huge. The draft is where your team needs to build a championship team over a good five to eight year course of draft picks. If you look at your team and you, between the 22 store starters, if 90% or more are not draft picks, you're going to have a bad time. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you're just, you're, it's not going to be a good team. So you, it needs to start and end there. And that 
that starts with good ownership and a GM and with that can find a GM that they trust and aren't going to fire after a year or two so that they can really put something together. So, I mean, I, it's, it's huge. It really is. And I'm, I don't know if I'm a huge fan of like how they've changed up the schedule as far as putting the first round on Thursday night and stuff. I kind of used to like it all being on the same day on Saturday, but not a huge deal. Yeah. I mean, the draft has changed over time. Um, it was a big deal, obviously, in the 90s and, uh, you know, early millennium. But, you know, I, I think it really reached peak around Reggie Bush, Mario Williams, Matt Leiner. Remember that draft? Oh, yeah. what was it? God, it had been 06, right? 06. Yeah, um, and, uh, you know, they were like, they came out with cheerleaders and stuff. They walked down stage like some kind of you know, fashion model. It, it was, it was nuts. Um, obviously, you know, that sort of stuff's not happening now. Uh, they all have their own green room separated and, uh, you know, not a lot of people are attending. I think there's only 10 or some odd people attending, but I think the draft um, is special in a way that you, you see these moments forever. You see the Ben Roethlisberger who's being passed by everybody and sweating bullets. You see the Aaron Rodgers who's being passed by everybody sweating bullets. You know, the soundbite that says, you know, are you upset that you weren't drafted by the 49ers? Well, they're going to be more upset about it than, I'm, than I am. You know, those sort of things at the draft, we love that. We love the people holding up the jersey. We love the Eli Manning all sad holding up the, the Chargers jersey like. I'm not going to be part of the charge. <laughs> that was the funniest yeah. thing in the world. <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> we, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck this. Um, but the, you know, we love those moments. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, so needless to say, are you going to watch tomorrow night? Of course. Yeah. I'm def- yeah. definitely going to, it should be, should be a great time. I'm very curious to see who, you know, top 10 picks are. And then, you know, of course how the Texans and Steelers do later. Um, but it's always important. You know, I look at everybody in, in Texans and Steelers division as well. It's a lot of the first round is very exciting because it, they, they're going to have or should have a large impact on their team and on and league. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, let's jump in. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to the top 10 picks. Obviously, we can't do all 32. We're just going to do the top 10. I'll cover our respective teams of so Steelers, uh, Texans. Um, all right. We'll start with the Jags. Okay. Obvious number one. Um, I want you to tell me what do you think their biggest need is, and who do you think they take first overall? What do you think? I mean, it's basically a foregone conclusion that they're going to take Trevor Lawrence, and that they're addressing their quarterback need, which is which is a need. And they do have a pretty strong team they can put around him. Um, I'm a little worried with the quote he said the other week, where he's like. Oh, people, you know, I don't need to have some sort of fire or like other motivation, blah, 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 do this and all these things. It didn't really sound like somebody that like, like was going to win at all costs, basically. Like Mm -hmm. it, it, when, when like, it sounded like if he gets injured one day and is he either going to uh, Andrew Luckett or Alex Smith, it sounds more like he's going to Andrew Luckett and just be like, yeah, I'm just going to walk away. You know, I don't need this that bad. Yeah, you know, like and at the end of the day, do you want your number one overall pick, savior of the franchise, to be? Yeah, you know, I'm pretty good at anything. Anything I do, so forget it. I'm good. You know, I don't need yeah. this. Like, you, I, that's not what I want to hear personally. But they're all high on him. He's got the right long hair mullet thing. He'll probably cut it into it. I'm sure it'll be great for him for a little bit. And every highlight I see, I mean, it's hard to watch college football highlights. It's like. Oh, well, and then, you know, we threw this wide open guy and the guy caught it. It was amazing. 
I'm just like, yeah, it's not going to happen in the NFL, though. So whatever. Yeah. This is, uh, you know, all good and dandy, but it means absolutely nothing. So they'll mm-hmm. take him. We'll see how he does. You know, hopefully he proves me wrong. But just doesn't, he doesn't sound very motivated. Yeah. So if we're looking at, you know, I saw the question earlier today about if Joe Burrow was in this draft or if Trevor Lawrence had come out a year earlier would we be drafting Joe Burrow or Trevor Lawrence first? And the answer to that for me is a strong Joe Burrow, strong, strong, strong Joe Burrow. Um, Part of the essence of what we see in Joe Burrow is that he's a winner. Uh, He won at every single level he's ever played at. Um, He came in as at for the Bengals and immediately injected winning into their, uh, in their persona. Trevor Lawrence uh, doesn't have, he has, at least from my point of view, this aura of able to be beaten, aura of um, a lot of weaknesses. And people say he's the most polished guy we've had in the draft in years. And that's great. I just don't, I guess I just don't see that. I I don't see... um, the Andrew Luck. I don't see the Cam Newton. I don't see that sort of guy coming out. I mean, if we're going to compare him to Justin Herbert, uh, you know, I like Herbert. I, I like Herbert a lot better. I like Herbert at the price a lot better. Imagine what the Jacks could get trading down, and not even, not even uh, like to get not, you know, out of the range of getting another quarterback. But imagine what they get if they traded down to like four to guarantee him a quarterback. They could get like years and years worth of picks or players. Hell. Um, It'd probably be about the same caliber of quarterback too. Yeah. Well, I I don't know about that. I'm not saying Trevor Lawrence is bad by any means. Uh, I I think that he is going to have a successful career. I mean, you look at DJ Sharp, LaVisca. They got Colin Johnson on the outside as well. Uh, I think they signed another receiver. Did they not? Uh, They may have, but... Yeah, I mean, like I said, got some weapons around him. James I mean, Robinson. I mean, they've yeah, they've, he's a hell of, hell of a running back. So yeah, I mean, he's got right. weapons. He do well. Yeah, I mean, he's got, he's coming into an offense that's not just dead. I mean, it's very comparable to Joe Burrow last year. You looked at Joe Burrow and you're like, oh my gosh, he's got uh, you know all these receivers and Tyler Boyd and AJ Green and and now he's got T Higgins coming in. He's got Joe Mixon. Uh, you know, he's got a, a reestablished O line. And he did. He came out and he was pretty successful. Uh, you know, you could expect that about Trevor Lawrence. Also, that division is um, unfortunately very weak. So Trevor Lawrence could put up decent stats. Um, but I agree. I think they take Trevor Lawrence, and I think their biggest need is quarterback. Um, do you have a prediction on where he might go in our fantasy draft? Uh, maybe early second round. Somebody with a quarterback need up there. Somebody wants a wants a big, big flashy rookie that's going to start the whole year. Around the turn, right there. Those people uh, that were at the end. Turn or in the middle. You know, somebody that already has a quarterback and is going to come back around. Maybe. Yeah. I guess a lot. There's a lot of people get excited about these rookies, especially number one overall. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, so, if we're looking at Joe Burrow, if we're comparing Joe Burrow, uh, you know, from last year, I think Joe Burrow went middle second. Right, I think he went middle second. Yeah, it sounds um, right. I, it's gonna be so crazy 
mean, we'll, we'll keep going in this, but it's going to be nuts. It'll be interesting to see with all the situation, everything set up, whether Trevor Lawrence taken even as the top rookie quarterback in our fantasy draft. I mean, that's, you know, there's going to be so much out there. Um, so I guess we'll have to see, but let's move on to number two, the Jets. Um, biggest need, pick prediction. What do you got? So obviously they made that big trade. To, they traded away Sam Darnold, basically mm-hmm. saying, you know, like we're, we're the Darnold era is over and they're looking at a quarterback. Uh, all the big experts keep saying Zach Wilson. I mean, uh, to me, that would be a very Jets pick. And he would be the kind of guy that you just like, you know, you put on the slab of ice and you just push off to sea and you go, you know, nice knowing you. It's It's been real, basically, because that's it. And I think they should take Justin Fields personally. I think he would help their offense a lot more. Um, just because there isn't much there and whoever's going there better have a lot of athleticism to stay alive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that if they take Zach Wilson, that kid's going to – get pummeled, but, uh, that's just my, you know, my opinion, I guess. So they have a lot less, um, as far as offensive assets. So if you're talking about running back, um, you know, you're talking about Tevin Coleman was their big offseason acquisition. I feel like Tevin Coleman's been in the league for a decade. Um, he hasn't, but, uh, he's definitely, you know, been around the block. He's uh, yeah, no Frank Gore. They signed Corey Davis, um, who was an afterthought in Tennessee, but now is a number one receiver. Uh, could be okay. Let's Corey Davis. That's <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, he's a talented receiver. Don't get me wrong. It's not like you're bringing in somebody humongous, like, like well, like Kenny Galladay <laughs> to the Giants, except you know, some kind of like that. They could have gotten Kenny Galladay, and then and then you're talking about a a real you know, difference maker on that, on that offense, Jameson Crowder, always, you know, a good slot guy. And Denzel Mims on the outside um, who showed promise at the end of last year as the first round pick. Um, not a lot of the, on the uh, at tight end position and their defense kind of weak. <sighs> their biggest need obviously is quarterback. They gave away. I, when I say give away, I, you know, they got a, a little bit for Sam Darnold, but I think the the Panthers got a really good deal on that one. Um, and, you know, I do. They do need a quarterback. I think it will be Zach Wilson. And the one thing I have about Zach Wilson is, um, and again, this is the most unstatistical analysis of a top pick that you can get. But I hate his face. I can't stand his his frat boy face. And he wears that little bandana around his head and puts eye black under his eyes. Like I feel like I'm watching of, Moneyball. You're like you're looking at all the wrong reasons. Look at his stats. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. No. I. I. I know. It is kind of like Moneyball. Like okay. I just. Yeah. He's just looks like a, uh, villain kid, from. <laughs> he looks from like Joffrey like, grown up. <laughs> he looks like in that in Little Giants, like he should be quarterback of the uh, enemy team, the Cowboys. <laughs> he just looks like that little shit that uh, cries at the end because he gets uh, he gets beat. Um. Is he talented? Yeah. He's. People have shown that in you know in the highlights and whatnot that he's making Mahomes throws um, in in warmups and in practice and in games where he just scrambles around the pocket and uh, you know finds that little area and then chunks it yeah, up. Yeah, but perfect the defense throw. against that uh, in college where 
just terrible. I mean, it's yeah. it's hard to compare because it's like you're watching video and like I said, it's the same thing. It's like, wow, you threw the ball to a wide open guy down the field, man. And it's like, yeah, his body may be in a bad position, and it's like so so he's like you know a decent athlete, but. He gets hit by a Mack truck a few times because the guys are going to be twice as big and just as fast or not, if not faster than him. And we'll see how many times he gets up. Yeah. See how many times he's still smiling. And if the week next week, when they looked at every single video uh, uh, footage of his play in that, uh, in that offense, is he going to advance? Is he going to do the extra time uh, to go back and make sure that he's progressing as well? Or is he going to come back with the same thing he did the last, the, the last week and just get pummeled again? So that's just those little things, you know, like who's going to have the extra motivation. Cause it's, it's really like, I always, I always think that any quarterback that wins the Heisman is usually just going to be terrible in the NFL because they think they're so good. They don't need to put in the extra time. And right there, they get killed almost every time in the first couple of years. And you're just like, yep, and that fucking overconfidence got you. Yeah. And uh, the, who's the coach of the Jaguars now? The old coach of Ohio State in Florida. Urban Meyer. Yeah. Um, yeah, Urban Meyer. He came out and he said, you know, and it, it's a kind of a Homer thing, and I don't agree with it, but he goes, uh, you know, people drafted in the first round have this sort of aura about them that, they feel like they've made it. They feel like they've done enough, and they feel like yeah. you know, they they are better than everybody. And their work ethic uh, fades because of that. Um, and he compared it to the Boses, uh, you know, Nick uh, and uh, you know his brother Joey. And he said these guys work harder than anybody else in the NFL, even though they're top tier, um, you know, picks. And if everybody was like that, then you know we'd have a totally different dynamic in the nfl um i i don't i just don't like this kid you know i i I, as far as zach wilson i just think he's not going to be that great i think we're going to be talking about uh you know him as as a failed second overall i think we're going to be talking about they should have taken justin fields they should take trey lance they they had all these different opportunities to do something else and the jets just stay bad and we're talking about a Browns-esque type team going on a Browns-esque type streak right now of, of playoffless runs and just getting pummeled in that division. If it wasn't the Patriots, now it's the Bills. Um, so, you know, they've had a real bad time, people walking all over them. And if they go the route of Zach Wilson, which they probably will, I'm not going to say this guy's not going to be fancy relevant this next year because he will. Everybody drafted in the first round, I suspect, will start. I mean, hell, the the quarterback for the Jets right now is James Morgan. Um, I think he'll get out there and start, so he will be fancy relevant. I just don't think he's going to be a long-term solution, and I don't think he's going to be that good. So, um, yeah, that's I, I agree with that pick. And best case and, scenario for him, I see is a, a Baker Mayfield-esque career. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what and I bet. Like my comparison to him, it's like he, I kind of hated Baker coming out, and then it's like he's done much better than I thought he was going to do. I'll give him that. Right. Yeah. Um. So, all right, we're moving on to a uh, a third, uh, the, the the third pick in the draft, which is totally different. I mean, we're doing a different atmosphere here, and this is the 49ers. Do you think that the biggest need, because Jimmy G is still on the roster, Jimmy G is still 
um, the quarterback for the 49ers. Now, there's all been all kinds of news that he will absolutely 100% be traded by the time the draft rolls around tomorrow to somebody, anybody. Um, do you think their biggest need is quarterback? What do you think the 49ers is? Uh, oh, I, 100%. I think their biggest need is quarterback. They are one better quarterback away from having beaten the Chiefs a couple years ago or and being back in the Super Bowl now. They have an amazing team. Even with all their injuries this past year, they were still competitive in their division, which their division is one of the best in the league. So it's they're one good quarterback away. And Jimmy G, as good as he is, he gets injured too much. He's a mm-hmm. pocket quarterback that gets injured too much. If he was a running quarterback, I'd understand it. But he's a pocket quarterback. It's like, come on, man, just stand up. And yep. he can't. So, you know, as great as he is when he's healthy, he's not very often. So that that's the reality at the end of the day. So they keep talking about Mac Jones. I think they're – I really think that they're going to take Justin Fields if the Jets don't. I think they're hoping the Jets are dumb enough to take Zach Wilson – and Justin Fields will be there. And I think just to him, I, honestly, I think Mac Jones will have a better career long, long term, but Justin Fields is the red convertible that Shanahan wants, mm. you know, and it might break down a little more often and it might be a little more expensive, but it might be a little more fun too. And I like, he's, I bet he does it. I bet he does it. If he's still, if Mac Jones and uh, Justin Fields are still there, I bet he goes Fields. So I am going to disagree here and this is based on Shanahan and what Shanahan has wanted to do with the quarterback position and then where he's had success. Um, Shanahan has had success with Matt Ryan and that pocket quarterback um, short pass, uh, you know, running back open, open running scheme in the past. And I think what he wants is not a Kaepernick style run around the field type quarterback. He wants somebody that can meticulously move the ball down the field and not make mistakes as much. And what blows my mind in this situation is that that's kind of Jimmy G. Um, so I think they make this move, which is super odd. Um, but I think they pick Mac Jones and it's, it's weird because it's like how much of a big upgrade is Mac Jones over Jimmy G. Um, Jimmy G obviously brought you pretty close to winning a super bowl a few years back. Um, but I just don't know if Fields or Trey Lance is conducive. Trey Lance might be in there too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Is conducive to like a George Kittle type, um, Debo Samuel type, uh, you know, offense that they have set up there. They are a very compact offense they don't if they have big plays it's because of blown coverage it's because of somebody underneath has been frustrated or they're moving quickly um they're not bombing it out and i just i I don't know maybe i'm wrong on this 
Um, Vegas has Fields at going to number three, 49ers at plus 850. That's a lot. So you, you, if, you're, um, if your prediction is Justin Fields going to the 49ers at three, then, you know, you win a lot of money. That's a good prediction. It's just, uh, you know, not the most popular one. I think Mac Jones um, will probably be taken there. Why? I don't know. I, I don't know how big of an upgrade he is on Jimmy G, um, but maybe they think he'll be a better decision maker. I mean, one of the big things on um, Jimmy G's sheet there was that he threw a lot of picks. He made a lot of mistakes. He fumbled the ball. I mean, um, I think that if Mac Jones come in and prove that he doesn't turn the ball over and moves the ball meticulously down the field, uh, the 49ers could be successful. So do I think their biggest need is QB? Mm. <sighs> No, I, I guess not. They're going to take a QB because they don't want to pass on this. This is a QB draft, and they don't want to pass on this. But um, I think that if there was just three QBs in the draft or there you know, was better talent going behind or somebody that just blew your mind, you know, there's receivers that blow your mind in this draft, but there's not you know, a, a, a ton of other stuff. Um, I think they're just kind of for, they're, their hand is forced. And I know Shanahan came out and said, there's five guys that are looking at it. Uh, I think Mac Jones is that guy. So we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, it, but this a f- bunch of 49ers fans are just going to groan tomorrow if Mac Jones is taken. And um, and we'll see. Because I, 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 I predict that's that's where he's going to fall. I think whoever the 49ers pick will have the best career. Really? Out of, all so the, you think- all, out of all the quarterbacks that are going to be taken in the first seven picks, probably by the seventh or eighth pick, all these quarterbacks will be gone. All the all the ones we're really talking about, and but whoever the Niners take, whether it's Fields, Lance, Mac Jones, whoever, uh, will probably have the best career. Is it because of the the talent surrounding him? The talent around him, the coaching staff, the uh, the organization, everything top to bottom. Mm-hmm. It's it, it, it's about making sure that you can protect him, especially when you're not paying him a ton of money. So you can, so you already have other pieces in place. And then by the time you do have to pay him, you kind of turn the table around on those positions and you're ready for that. So it's, you look at some teams that are just like top heavy paying like a bunch of star positions, all these crazy contracts and have no defense or paying a bunch of, uh, uh, off-season um, free agents all this ton of money then you know only a handful of them work out and you you know that's a ton of wasted money right there so it's mm-hmm. it's the draft where you need to start yeah yeah no i, I you know i agree that, that you know if, if they're going to come in they need some some help around them and if they're not getting it it's not going to be conducive to a good start to a career uh Okay, number number four. And this is where it gets super tricky. Uh, the Falcons. Let me know. I want three things out of you. Their biggest need, the pick prediction, and is Matt Ryan their guy uh, beyond this year? I think, you know, they've kind of committed to him to at least next year, and if they're not going to get a quarterback this year, then they're committing to him for at least two more years, basically. And he has been competitive. He doesn't feel as old as, say, Big Ben. Like, Big Ben cannot move. He is literally a statue back there. Mm-hmm. As opposed to Tom Brady, who is young enough to still be winning Super Bowls and doing what he needs to do. Matt Ryan is much closer to being an old, young guy like Tom Brady. So I think they're thinking about keeping him for another couple of years. 
They could be crazy, you know, fun and take Kyle Pitts, who's, you know, crazy good athlete in this draft. Absolutely amazing tight end, line them up anywhere on the field. But I could see the Falcons trading down. I could really see the Falcons trading down uh, with the Patriots. I mean, yeah. I might be a stinger. They might make, like, I mean, just because of the Super Bowl loss and all, like, they might really try to make them pay for it. But, I, you know, out of anybody, it might be them or maybe the Bengals that would trade down. Mm-hmm. But the Patriots are definitely going to be trying to talk to somebody because they need somebody for the future. Because Cam Newton is definitely not the answer. So um, that I would really, I would love to see some big splash like that. Not that I want to see the Patriots get an amazing quarterback personally or anything, but it'd be fun for the draft for a little something a little exciting. So in an age where I feel pretty damn old <laughs> when I look at some of these guys, I mean they're born in you know. 2001, 2000, and in an age of of quarterbacks that are this young, we got a huge influx of them. Um, you're talking about Herbert and stuff. A lot of people. I mean, we're going to get to the point where we are older than every quarterback in the league. Um, Matt Ryan is 35. He's more than two years older than me. Uh, I'm not saying Matt Ryan is bad, but he's definitely shown that he, he cannot make all the throws that are necessary to be an NFL quarterback. He, I mean, we looked at it. We saw it last year. I remember it. I mean, we've tossed around Matt Ryan in fantasy like a freaking bag of rocks. No one wants Matt Ryan on their team. You, you have gone through this, correct? You have been I mean, guy. I, didn't, I, I didn't necessarily not want him on my team. He was just terrible. You were mad after three weeks, <laughs> and you were like, I made a huge mistake. My season's over. Because I just Matt Ryan run. And now well, you're I mean, like, well, he's the guy. He's, he's, he's good. Well, like hey, that's their organization. You think they're going to take a quarterback right now and still and just maybe have him sit behind Matt Ryan for a year or like come, come in halfway through after he sucks it up? I, I do. Absolutely. I think that they uh, do not want to miss out on a quarterback class like this, like everybody else. They, they don't want to miss out if they do that, what I was kind of thinking between even them and the 49ers, say they both take a quarterback, I could see them trying to trade Jimmy G or Matt Ryan to get back in the first round again to get somebody else, mm-hmm. to get a Jamar Chase, to get a Kyle Pitts or something. I mean, sure. I mean, to get somebody – I mean, there is a Trask. There's Trask. There's other quarterbacks that are in the draft. You don't have to take somebody this high. Um Kyle Pitts came out and said he thinks the first four picks can be quarterbacks. Uh, something about the way he has been treated by the Falcons makes him believe that he is not going to be a Falcon tomorrow. Uh, I'm not interested. He, he came out a few weeks ago and said he worked out privately for the Falcons and he said everything's hunky-dory. He came out this week and said that he thinks the first four picks will be quarterbacks. So, and that just, it just, I, I think that the Falcons were so bad last year. They want to, if, if they have a Kyle Pitts, who is not just the best tight end in the draft, he's the best receiver. He's the best athlete um, in the draft. If they have a Kyle Pitts, they have an offense set up for a king. I mean, maybe the best offense in the league. You got Calvin Ridley, you've got, um, Julio Jones, uh, Julio Jones on one side, 
you've got uh, who who was uh, killing it over the middle for uh, the the Falcons last year. Um, the the third receiver, uh, Russell Gage. Russell Gage. Oh, Hayden yeah. Hurst. Hayden Hurst is playing pretty good tight end. Um, as long as you've got uh, some a decent O line and some young defensive guys. Um, even if you have all that, I know their their running backs are looking kind of. I mean, Mike Davis is pretty good for the Falcons last year, or for the Panthers last year. So he's looking okay, and they've got Cord Pat backing him up. But uh, it means a really good offense. But if you can't run it correctly and you don't have the. Like, okay, for instance, Tom Brady, we compare Matt Ryan and Tom Brady and compare the age. Tom Brady's offense, yes, a lot of times he took that deep ball to whoever. But a lot of his offense, to Mike Evans, but a lot of his offense is built on speed underneath, across the middle, you know, distraction. It's always been like that. Okay. He's not just bombing it out. And the, I don't think the Buccaneers' offense is set up to bomb it out all the time. The Falcons' offense is. Calvin Ridley is a distinct deep ball guy. He's fast. He's quick. Julio Jones is huge. He's a go up and get it type of guy. Um, you know, they don't have the Julian Edelman type person on their team to do that. I mean, it's a great offense. It's you've got two top 10 talent receivers. They're going to be taking top 10 in our league as far as receivers are concerned. So it pains me to say that I'm not saying that Matt Ryan's not able to run this offense as good as somebody else, but hey, you take a quarterback and Matt Ryan does great, your team does great. You take a quarterback, Matt Ryan doesn't do great, you got a quarterback that maybe the team does great. You know, there's you're looking at a good season if you take a quarterback um, or a decent season. What would have to happen for your season to fail would Matt Ryan fails shows his age sucks uh you're wasting another year of julio and a year of calvin ridley and all this great offense that you've acquired if uh if matt ryan sucks you're you're coming in with a trey lance you're coming in with a justin fields you're coming in with whoever and you've got this whole new offense you're looking like say that person succeeds you're looking like nfc championship contenders like right off the bat um so I think it's in their best interest to take quarterback. And I think they will uh, take quarterback. I think they're the top four picks will be quarterbacks. Um, and I think it will be Trey Lance. I, th- I think it will be Trey Lance, um, to be honest. Uh, I'm not saying Kyle Pitts is not a good. Um, whoever gets him is going to be, he's, he might drop and whoever gets him is going to be amazing. Cause that, that might be end up being the Bengals. Who's the next pick because you know, if Kyle Pitts is still there, you know, I think originally to me, the Bengals for, you know, moving on to the next one, biggest need to me was offensive line, just protect uh, Joe, Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. So, Penny Sewell was to me like going to be, but if, if Kyle Pitts is still there, that might be too juicy to pass up. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Because <laughs> um, there's a few teams that are like, yeah, we got our guy. We're good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll see. And you may be right, but I just don't see that they can. They're going to pass that up. By the way, uh, you know, something I just realized that we didn't talk about the last pick of the 49ers is that would have been Houston's pick. Uh, we would have had a new franchise quarterback, maybe, you know, somebody that we had named thus far, not Mac Jones. I'll, I won't be upset if it's Mac Jones. Um, but, you know, we could have had a Justin Fields, a Trey Lance, a, 
but not Zach Wilson, hopefully. Um, but one of those guys at number three, it's a tough spot. But I still think Watson really nice. will wear a Texas jersey next year. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. Um, next, Bengals. Biggest need, biggest prediction. To me, like I, like I was saying, I, I think they would need to protect Burrow. And after seeing him go down last year, I mean, that's, that's a big thing because edge rushers getting your quarterback can really deter his uh, progression. So I was going to say Penny Sewell, but like I said, it, I mean, I agree with what you're saying about the Falcons. So if Kyle Pitts is still there, it might be very, might be too tempting to pass up. But I, I really think the biggest need is uh, offensive line. Um, and I'm, I'm going to stick with Penny Sewell for now. Yeah, I'm going to agree. Uh, Penny Sewell definitely is the guy. Um, they have everything they need on offense as far as, uh, you know, QB. Wide receiver, running back. Uh, they need to build that offensive line. They need that that anchor at left tackle. Um, and Panay Sewell's the guy. I, actually, is Sewell Sewell's a guard? Or he's he a is, guard. Yeah, he's, he's a he's guard. guard. Guard, guard, Yeah, they need they need that that guard. That uh, no, he's tackle. He's tackle. I'm sorry. He, he tackle. Uh, he's tackle. He's gonna be the anchor for them at tackle. I I just don't see if you, you're looking at this, it would be Sewell or or to be. Um, or it'd be uh, uh, the the tight end that we just talked about. Kyle Pitts, um, yeah. Kyle Pitts. It would be, it would be one of them. still there, then yeah, that might be too juicy for them to pass up because that, that's just it's a bigger splash than doing offensive line, obviously. But the thing is, like I said, they're, to me, they're one of the easiest kind of first-round picks to kind of look at just because they had their for sure future quarterback. And after seeing him go down last year, I would think you want to protect the guy a little bit more because if you protect Joe Burrow – they could do some real damage in the AFC North, which they haven't done since Carson Palmer days. So yeah, but they looked good last year. Don't 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 down the Bengals. They didn't look terrible. They didn't I'm look not like downing, a team I'm that not was lost. It's it you. It doesn't matter how good you look unless you look good in December and January. So to me, right. the Steelers looked terrible last year. They went. They might have gone eleven and zero, but they looked terrible because they looked terrible in January, and that's yeah. all that matters. Yeah, so, that's true. That's true. Okay, so we disagree on that one, or we agree. Uh, Penny Sewell will probably be the guy. Yeah, um, probably. But I, I, Kyle Pitts. I would not be surprised if if Kyle Pitts is there that they take him. So I don't. I don't. Oh, so, I I think they still. Yeah. I think Penny Sewell or bust with uh with that team no matter what. So, um, you know, but again, we'll we'll have yeah. to we'll have to see. Um, okay, so next up, uh, the Dolphins biggest need pick prediction. <laughs> the Dolphins are, are tricking me because it's to me. I'm I'm really thinking like, are they really 100 percent in on Tua? <laughs> to me, like That's exactly I, I, what I was thinking. I, I've already seen enough. I saw enough before he started. He started. They let him start. He he did exactly what I thought he was going to do. Can't throw the ball more than about four yards. He sees every pass. He goes, "Ooh, that's going to get intercepted." I mean, he's smart about it, but it just you just watch him go to run around. It's kind of like that scene in Little Giants when he's the little kid with the glasses has the ball and he's like running around the ref code, blow the whistle, blow the whistle. And it's like <laughs> every play. And I'm just like, Tua, this is terrible. Like, just forget it. And then he just throws it out of bounds and, you know, tries to hit the mascot or something. It's, it's no fun to watch. So to me, if there's Trey Lance is still there, take him, take him dolphins. You will be very happy that you would take him. And I think, I hope they do. Uh, unless they think Tua is still their guy then they might end up going to Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts kind of way, get him another weapon kind of thing. 
But nah. to me, I, I think I saw enough out of that experiment. And it uh, just depends on their management and uh, ownership if they think the same. But uh, I don't know. I haven't been in, I haven't been up on any kind of uh, Dolphins uh, hype videos for next season to see if they're promoting Tua or anything. So uh, we'll, we'll see. I, I think, like I said, I think they should go quarterback, though. Because I think they have a very good team. They have great defense, great special teams that were keeping them in the game, and Tua kind of lost in a lot of games for them last year. So from a perspective of fantasy and just people with eyes who watched Dolphins last year, uh, you're right. I agree. I think Tua is not the guy that's going to go up toe-to-toe with Josh Allen, um, even with all the talent, influx of talent that they have coming. And, and beat him at any point. Uh, I, I think that they'll be searching for a quarterback in the next couple of years. But they won't do it this year. They spent a lot on Tua, and he wasn't bad enough that they will go and, and be like, okay, well, that was a good five-game experiment. Um, I know a lot of teams do that. They are like, okay, we've seen enough. Uh, the Dolphins aren't at that point with Tua. Uh, he was so highly touted that they're going to give him more of a chance than just, uh, you know, the, the, the small window that they gave him. Um, I don't think he does well, but I do think that I don't think he does well, but I do think that they're going to go and get him a weapon. And I do think that weapon's going to be Jamar chase. Um, and the reasoning behind that is Jamar chase has looked to me like the best receiver in the draft. I know Devontae Smith, um, the big talk about Devontae Smith has been size. You know, yeah. How big is Devontae Smith? He's a little baby. Um, he's Tyreek Hill size. He's Tyreek Hill type. He's like this. Yeah, um, Tyreek Hill's terrible. Well, okay. But he's like this. He looks more like Marvin Harrison to me. He reminds me, he's, he's a little lankier. He reminds he's me of Marvin smaller. Harrison. He's smaller, and, um, you know, you don't usually see, you know, you look, you look at these Calvin Johnsons and these Julio Jones of, you know, this DK Metcalf that come out, and they're just like, oh, my God, like, this guy could eat children. Um, Jamar, or, uh, Devontae Smith's not that guy. Um, and that's what and you I, want. Will right. he eat children? Mm, I don't know. Yes. The yeah. eat children factor, the uh, yeah, the ranking on that. But no, I, I think that Devonte Smith um, is is going to be passed over for Jamar Chase just for this very reason. I think Jamar Chase holds that more physical um, value there, and I think that uh, you know the Dolphins are going to come out and they're going to want that uh, that more physical receiver, uh, you know, opposite Devonte Parker, and and you know if they have those stretch offenses and they can get some room open for uh open for Tua and uh, with Gasecki. I mean this you know if they can get that running back position fixed, I don't know if Miles Gaskin is the permanent solution, nor do I think Tua is a permanent solution, but um I think for the upcoming year, uh it could be better than than maybe we think. Uh but that's what I think they go after. I think they go after Jamar Chase. I think it's the most talented receiver in the draft. Um and even though Devonta Smith came out and and had a wonderful year, just amazing year, uh won the Heisman uh, Jamar Chase will be taken over him at that spot. Um, so, so yeah, no quarterback. Um, probably just the old 
Um, wide receiver there in Jamar Chase. All right, next up, we have the Lions. Biggest need, biggest prediction, or pick prediction. I, I mean, to me, the Lions have never had a good defense. And mm. I, I would think that somebody like Micah Parsons would be a great help to their defense. I don't think they pick Micah Parsons, though, because the Lions don't pick defense in the first round. They like big, flashy offensive players. So whoever's left between Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, or Devontae Smith, basically, to me, for them. like because I mean, all those picks before us, a lot of things. I'm hoping that we're wrong in a lot of them. Well, why would they pick Kyle Pitts things, with, with Hawkinson? Going on. Why would they pick um, but, Kyle Pitts? Somebody's going to drop, though. Somebody's going to drop. So I, I expect them to take like a Devontae Smith problem, who would probably be left there. So, do you think they take a? Um, and you're right, desperately need a receiver, desperate need a receiver. But do you think they'd ever consider a Trey Lance? They got golf there right now. Hey, Jared Goff's pretty good. That guy's the future. He's kind of young. He's been to a Super Bowl before. He, they're putting his face on, on big posters. So, he's not old. He's not old. Exactly. He's not old. And he's, he's not been old. to a Super Bowl before. They, they really have very large posters with his face on it. So I think they're – Really? Yeah, I mean, you've seen these posters? Yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't do the big banners without, without being a little, a little in on them. You're a little in. Confident, yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. So, so what's your prediction? What's what you think they take a receiver here? I think they, I think they take a receiver or they're another candidate to me to trade down. If there's a big quarterback still left there by chance. Okay. 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 Um, I think they go with, um, Devon Smith. I think that they are in on Devon Smith on this, on this, um, on this pick, and I and and the reasoning is because I think he's the most talented or receiver that's left in the draft besides Jamar Chase, and I think they come out and they they need some help at receiver. Um, obviously, they 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 they're going to give the ball to to Swift a lot this year, um, and they got Hawkinson at tight end. They need some help on the outside. They absolutely need some help on the outside. Um, this offense is not exciting to me. I think the Lions are not going <laughs> uh, forward. Um, I. I Devontae Smith is not going to help. I think they still don't make the playoffs and they continue being the lines that we've always known, which is sad. Um, but I think Devontae Smith uh, is, is going to be good. Um, I, you know, whatever. I, I think that, uh, you know, he has this, um, what a Devin Hester type feel to him where he can just fly. You know, the guy's elusive for sure, and I think especially yeah. if Jamar Chase is taken ahead of him, that'll be a great chip on his shoulder for whoever drafts Devontae Smith. Yeah, um, the only problem is Goff has looked absolutely horrid, um, you know, in in the past. So unless he has some resurgent season where he's just you know blowing up, then, I've got a uh, whole campaign to talk up Goff before our draft, so somebody takes him way too early. So you just hold up on that, okay? I mean, okay, so if we're talking like third round golf, I think you could do worse than third round golf. You know, that I'm I'm just saying, you could do worse than third round golf. Uh it, we'll talk about that coming up here. Um all right, Panthers. Biggest need, pick prediction, and is Sam Darnold the guy? 
you know, it, it's tough to say because it's like they didn't have to give up too much to get him, but I want they'll probably see what they have him in him at least. They have a lot of needs to me. They need they have needs on offense, they have needs on defense, so it, it they could go in a lot of different ways. I could see them taking Patrick Sertain, um the second, excuse me. Um mm, the second. Mm. You know, I can see them, you know, maybe taking an offensive line lineman and Slater, uh, the, the tackle. So it just, it, it depends, you know, because like I said, they kind of have a lot of needs. They're, they're not a good team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, uh, I disagree with you. I, I'm sorry. I disagree with you. I think this team's good. Um, I think Sam Darnold's going to have a fabulous year. I think Sam Darnold, I, I hate on Sam Darnold. I hate on Sam Darnold like I hate on Zach Wilson now. And what Sam Darnold showed me so far has changed my mind on Sam Darnold. And the reasoning is, um, so the Adam Gase effect. Adam Gase is a terrible, horrible um, human. human. <laughs> and he sucks at everything football. Um, I could beat him in men. I, I, I could outcoach him. Uh, I, I could do anything better than Adam Gase. And Sam Darnold had to play under his play calling, uh, you know, for a long time. And so he's out of there. Sam Darnold's out of there. He was a, a highly touted pick out of the draft. And he's got the best running back in football, Chris McCaffrey. And Chris McCaffrey is not just the best running back as far as like, here you go, take the ball and go with it. Chris McCaffrey is a good multi-lateral uh, back. Catch the ball. I mean, he could go on deep routes. He's everything. Um, and as long as he's 100% healthy, uh, that helps Sam Darnold out a lot. Name a running back that's been relevant under Sam Darnold, behind Sam Darnold so, thus far. And don't give me yeah, a Yeah, Le'Veon Bell. And it's prime. And that's on the couch after a year. I guess. I guess. Waiting for more money, which he ended up taking a million and a half less. Oh, he also sucked. Yeah. He sucked as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was so, because they're both under the tutelage of Adam Gase, of course. Yeah, yeah. No and, offense, and I, Adam Gase, if you're listening to this. <laughs> no, fuck you, Adam Gase. If you're listening to this, uh, I hope everything bad happens to you. Um, but anyway, going back to the draft, so I, I think Sam Darnold is is a great, great spot with the Carolina Panthers. I think on the outside, he's got the receivers he's need, he needs. Um, uh, he's got Robbie, so he's reunited with Robbie. Uh, he's got, uh, let's see, um, DJ Moore, uh, and they signed David Moore from the from the um, Seahawks. Now they added Dan Arnold, who obviously I joked about this earlier, the Donald Arnold effect. Um, but if they really, really wanted to make a splash, they really wanted to make this. Offense move, and I don't think they do this, but it'd be really cool. I think Kyle Pitts would be awesome on the Carolina Panthers. Um, they might move up to get him. No, they wouldn't move up. If anything, the Panthers are going to move down. They solved the quarterback spot. A bunch of people want to want quarterbacks. They could, you know, bring a haul. Um, yeah. But I think, I mean, imagine McCaffrey, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, David Moore in the slot, um, and then you have. 
you know, Kyle Pitts at tight end, and you're just moving all these people around with Dan Arnold. Um, you're moving all these people around. You run two tight end sets. Uh, with Gar- oh, I mean, it's, ooh, it's just nasty. It'd be a Madden team I'd love to run. Um, but I don't think that they're going to take Pitts. I think that they trade down. I think uh, what they do is they make threats to people like the Broncos right behind them. And they make threats to the Patriots who are a little bit back. Um, and they say, hey, we're going to take quarterback if you, don't take, if you don't trade up here. They get trades from one of them, whether it be the Broncos trading up one or uh, the, the Patriots wanting to move up in that spot. They're going to get some traction. I think they trade back just a little bit. Um, if they had a pick here, I think they would be Kyle Pitts, but I think they trade back. And moving into the next one, Broncos, biggest need, pick prediction, Drew Locke. Tell me what you think. The Broncos are so weird. It's like they just, you know, they made this like very mediocre trade to get a very mediocre quarterback. I feel like looking at their roster on Madden, it'd be like Teddy Bridgewater, 78, Drew Locke, 72. You're just like, you're going into the draft, and you're like, okay, we just made a trade for a quarterback, but our biggest need might be quarterback. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's it's pretty awful. Like I, I'm not really sure if they're like trying to run the ship aground, uh, but you know they hey they do what they want, right. obviously. Um, so I I would I would still kind of say quarterback, and this and this is kind of a quarterback draft. So I mean they might have to move up a little bit to get one uh, that you know will be slightly better than their two very average quarterbacks already, but. Uh, I could see them getting, you know, defensive player and not, and not, or, or a lineman or something like that as well, because it's just, it's at a certain point, you have to, you have to realize that defense wins championships and it, that's what won the championship last year. So a guy like Quiddy pay uh, an edge rusher or something like that, or JC Horn cornerback, I think are both still great uh, picks or if Patrick retains, is it there to me, he's the best quarter corner in the league in the draft this year, but it's just, you know, it's hard to say because I feel like everything I everybody's talking about is just offense, offense, offense all day. And there is a decent amount of defense that maybe that, you know, they can wait. And there's a plethora later that they can pick up somebody in that group of corners or edge rushers and things like that. But uh, to me, it's like all the moves the Broncos are, are making and already making. It's hard to say, like, you know, they're going to move up and get a quarterback or get a quarterback that's going to do well. It's just like with the mediocreness of their scout talent to see scouting to see talent is, uh, is really going to hold them back for years to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think it would be super sad if they didn't take quarterback, if they traded for Teddy Bridgewater and it was like Teddy Bridgewater versus Drew Locke. But then why trade for him? What was the point? I mean, if you needed uh, some random backup, Drew Locke was already a decent enough random backup. Like, what was the point of that then? Uh, I I think it's just some kind of like security and to also play games <laughs> with the draft and be like, hey, we already have a quarterback. So I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's a little puzzling to me. Uh, you know, but I, mean, I guess you know, like, that's sure. what you're saying. That's why they did it because yeah. it is. Ah, you know, Unagi, right? Or Same maybe they can say, hey, who wants Drew Locke? You know, there is a thirst for <laughs> quarterbacks. Like, oh, oh, get that out of here. They're playing Madden, like, you know, 
well, we got Bridgewater, you know, let's trade two lots, save some, save some, uh, you know, draft capital or save some, some money. But no, I, I, um, I think that the Broncos will take QB here. It's my prediction. And this is where Trey Lance goes. Um, at this, this spot, uh, at the Panther spot, it's right behind the Lions. I do think they take Trey Lance right here. Um, if this offense becomes absolutely monster, if they take Trey Lance with Judy and Hamler and Sutton and uh, Noah Fant, and you know they've got Melvin Gordon, who kind of sucks, but uh, you know I think this offense just becomes a monster if they take Trey Lance. And yes, they could start a Teddy G to start the year and be like, okay, here, grab your clipboard, Trey Lance, and whatever. I don't think Trey Lance starts with the Broncos if he's drafted. I don't. I think you've got Drew Locke and, and Teddy G there. And I think one of those guys is going to be cut prior to the season, obviously. You don't need two guys that started last year and a first-round pick all in a quarterback. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of talent. It's a waste of time. Um, but I do think they, they, they've they said out loud, we are interested in still taking quarterback. Um, earlier today, I was very discouraged. I even I sent out a text and said, you know, Damn, Teddy G. I, I was really looking forward to the Broncos getting quarterback and and uh, you know being more of an exciting offense because the Broncos' offense for a long time since Peyton Manning's just been ugh, anemic, gross. Um, so it'd be nice to to have some excitement there. I do think they take Trey Lance. I'd be super excited if they do. Um, and yeah, that's where that's where I think they go. And I think the Panthers uh, have traded back one spot and they get. Cal Pitts at this spot at nine. I um, think if Trey Lance went to the Broncos, they could be very su- successful. I mean, they, they, they do have some good weapons that they, if they took a quarter, a new quarterback at that point, they could be very successful. Oh my God. Just yeah. watching that offense with Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke again, would just be hard to watch. So oh, yeah, yeah, if they get a Trey Lance, yeah, they, they could be very, they could be very dynamic. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And, uh, and uh, you know, I, it's possible. It really, it was very possible that they come out and do that. So, um, you know, I'm pretty, pretty excited about it. I, I'd like to see them. It'd be very disappointing to me if they went out. They're not going to get a cow pitch. No fan. No fan's been really good for them, um, you know, in the past. So they're not going to go out and get somebody like that. But, it, you know, it'd be, it'd be super exciting for me for them to come out and, and make a splash like that. Um, Moving nine, we talked about Panthers. I think they take outfits here, and I think that offense just kind of explodes. Um, no defensive guys taken yet. And, and the next team we're going to talk about. So, so as far as Broncos go, who do you think? Did Jerry say that? Who do you think they're going to take? Well, as I was saying, I mean, if they're not going to take quarterback, which because I'm trying to figure out why they did this trade, beginning with, because you don't need to two backups like that like you're saying yeah one be cut anyway so it's like why'd you do that i think they should do a quarterback if not they're thinking that teddy bridgewater and or drew lock are the guys and they go a a skill position like with one of the many wide receivers that are good in this lit in this draft like jalen waddle that might be left or somebody like that Mm -hmm. yeah uh i don't they don't need a receiver and they definitely, definitely don't need a receiver. I think they're stacked at receiver. 
I think the Broncos, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler are a nice triplet of receivers and Noah Fant. I think that they're set up for success. They I really mean, they're, are. They're up all the offensive linemen, but nobody that stands out to me that after that I what I think would have already been picked. If Slater is still there, that might be a decent pick for them to protect their very mediocre quarterbacks. You know, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, they don't go to quarterback. It's kind of hard to see what they would do. Maybe maybe defensive, like maybe one first cut defense off the board then. I mean, they just need it, – it's just defense and uh, a quarterback that can make plays. And uh, and if they if they can, can get that, then they are a contender in that division. Uh, yeah. I think they're better than the Chargers if they can come out and do that. Um, so we'll just have to see. All right. Last but not least in this division, and we are counting these guys out because Jerry Jones always brings the heat on draft day. Okay, so we're going to see something. Uh, something happen. Uh, they're not going to go after a quarterback. I think they, you know, they obviously just signed Dak to a big deal. They they aren't probably going to trade back. Um, they've got receivers galore in uh, Mari Cooper and CD and Michael Gallup. So they're not going to do that. Um, what do you think that? What do you think their pick is going to be? And what do you think their biggest need is? I mean, their biggest need is obviously defense. Watching anybody on offense play against their defense last year was laughable. And yep. It's it's just a matter of whether they're going to be smart enough to do it or if they're going to feel like maybe they're going to need to trade down or anything to make, if they can get some uh, good picks in return. But they definitely need some defense. Um, whoever's left there between the top corners and Horn or Sertain or the edge rusher and pay, I mean, there's, there's a couple guys by that point with a lot of offense going ahead of them most likely that will be very impact, impactful on their defense that needs so much help. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would love to see him go up and take Cal Pitts. I think that would Cal Pitts see, is like see them doing that when they don't need it. They can see them doing that. And it's like, cause it's the Cowboys, but it's like, you don't need to do that. <laughs> I think Cal Pitts gets thrown around um, for a while. Uh, I, I really do. I think around. he gets, I think he gets tossed around. Um, for a little bit, and then he lands somewhere. Uh, it won't be Dallas. I think it's top nine for sure, but uh, it won't be Dallas. But I think that you know, if somebody wants to trade up to get him, then whatever. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think at this point they're going to take a corner, and the best corner in the draft is going to be uh, Horn, that's South Carolina. I, I I think that they are going to take the first defensive player in the draft, and that's going to be their lockdown guy, and we'll be talking about him for a while. Um, hopefully, because uh, I, I think the last time they uh, name doesn't strike me, but the, then they take a corner not too long ago, Lattimore, some somebody like that. Um, that was just awful, just terrible, just susceptible on defense and just gross. Uh, but but yeah, that's what I I think the Cowboys will go for, and uh, hopefully Dak comes back, and that's a that offense gets uh, another chance at what we wanted to see last year because we were all so pumped to see this. And after the first few weeks, we're like, oh, my God, Dak's MVP. And then, uh, you know, his, his ankle got twisted around like a, like a wet towel. And so, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited for the Cowboys season. Um, you know what we didn't mention, what I didn't mention or what you didn't, nobody mentioned, um, Justin Fields. So... Yeah, but, uh, I think you know, where, where's Justin Fields? I don't think Justin Fields is going to go in the top 10. I don't. 
I think Justin Fields. No, I don't. Um, and so Justin Fields, I believe, is going to get traded up somewhere between 10 and 14 by the Patriots. And I think Justin Fields is going to be your new New England Patriots quarterback uh, going into um, 2021. Either that or um, you might see old Washington football team come up there and try to rumble at the top up there and, and see what they can do. Uh, I know they have Fitzpatrick, but what would, what would a season Fitzpatrick without having some guy nipping on his heels be, you know, you have to have some, you know, guy back there uh, wanting to drive Fitzpatrick into unemployment or retirement. uh, And then Fitzpatrick comes out and just slings it all around the field. Um, So classic. Classic, classic. All right. So real quick, I don't want to steal, spend a bunch of time on this, but Steelers, what are you looking for? What do you want? They obviously need offensive line. I mean, uh, Marquise Pouncey and Villanueva are gone and Ben cannot move. He literally cannot move. So best lineman that's left, they would have to obviously trade up to get any Sewell or Slater chances probably end up getting a guy like uh, Creed Humphrey, but you know, it's just, it depends. I mean, that's their real need. Um, if they had a chance at some amazing defensive player that's still there somehow, or could trade up to get one of those shutdown corners or uh, amazing linebackers, that'd be great too. But it's, you know, it, it all depends. I don't see them making moves. They don't make big trades and draft very often. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I think I think it's one of the later linemen that they're probably looking at, uh, like a center. You don't like uh, Najee Harris? But running back, uh, no the good. running back, running back's no good if there's no line. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Um, but I mean, right now, you obviously, uh, you know, your your guy Connor uh, went to Arizona. So if unless you're starting Anthony McFarland, and uh, who's that other dude? Uh, with the dreads last year, uh, for you. and uh, Anthony McFarland was a he was a rookie, but uh, but you, you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, and I mean none of them were particularly that talented. I mean James Conner, if you put like one post in the middle of the field and there was nobody else in the field and you gave him the football, he would run into the post. Yeah, so you're just saying it's he's unbelievable. Terrible. His lack of spatial awareness and vision is, uh, I mean, it's, I'm not faulting him for it, but it doesn't make him a good running back. Maybe he's a good accountant. I don't know. But, you know, it's just have fun in Arizona. Yeah. I think, I think you guys take Najee Harris. I think that would be a smart pick too. Uh, Najee, he's, no. You have to realize like that Ben is so immobile that having a decent running back would not help right now because he can't do a play action where his back is turned to the defense because by the time he turned around with how slow he is, if someone's there, if anybody's there, he's dead. So yeah. it, like you, you can't, you can't really like, it just be a waste. You need another mm-hmm. lineman just to give him more time. If they're really going to go back out there with statue of Liberty play every, every single, uh, uh, every single offensive series, then you just got to give him more time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can uh, definitely see that. I can agree with that. 
Um, all right, let's move into the Texans. This is sad to talk about. Um, we don't have a pick in the first two rounds, um, but Ooh, I know, two. gross, right? But uh, I think that we're going to be pure defensive oriented. You know, we need everything. We need. I was, I was watching draft day with Kevin Costner yesterday. And, and like, I've, I've watched it before with Valerie and she was like, oh, but doesn't he get, and it's at that part where he had, he had just traded away all his first and second round picks. And she's like, yeah, but I've seen this. He gets them all back. And I was like, yeah, but the Texans, they didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, like, um, like there is, there is a ending where it is not happy, you know? Yes. Yeah. It's bad. Um, our, 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 uh, franchise is ruined over the next few years. Um, and and we'll talk about Deshaun Watson here pretty quick, but we'll be d- defensive oriented. But I will say that there is one quarterback that I want to see um, w- on the Texans, and that's Ian Book. Ian Book was a quarterback for Notre Dame um, last year. If you watched any of the college football games, uh, he is the winningest quarterback in Notre Dame history. Uh, won more games than any other QB um, in that in that program. Uh, he has some legs on him. Um, so, uh, it won't be early because book is not the most highly touted prospect, but, and mm-hmm. it will be fifth, sixth, seventh round maybe. Um, but it'd be cool. It'd be cool to, uh, get him and maybe like a running back Chubba Hubbard. I don't know if you, uh, know Chubba Hubbard or watch any. Oh Oklahoma yeah. Chubba Hubbard, yeah. Joe Herbert, he was at Oklahoma State. If you're a Big 12 guy and you're listening to this, maybe Neil might know this. Joe uh, Herbert uh, would be a good fit in the Texans offense just to get try to get some kind of future um, mm. going. We definitely need some defense, definitely need some O-line, definitely need some you know receivers, new fans, new coach, new GM. Uh, you know, We'll do what we can yeah. in the draft here. But, uh, but yeah, um, let's talk about Deshaun real quick. Um, Deshaun Watson opted to go to trial. Uh, he maintains his innocence. He maintains that he's going to be um, cleared of all these charges, which is going to be really hard for me to see. Yeah, no one forced of... them to put their finger in my butt. Yeah, well, so, it's just the, is it's that the just... defense? Is that you know? Or yeah, I go with the Chewbacca defense personally, but you know, mm. these are. The quantity of people that are having accusations like this and the acknowledgement that he did get separate massages from all these different people is just it's just creepy in its own right. Uh, like I understand you like massages. That's totally understandable. You like massages everywhere. But the fact that you like massages from so many different people and you're finding these people through Instagram. It really leads me to believe that you're doing this based on how the person looks and uh, you don't, you maybe didn't have the, you don't want repeat experiences because maybe it was uncomfortable last time because you forced something, somebody do something that, I mean, just if you have the same person over and over and over and there's one girl that he's like, well, he made me do it a million times. It's like, okay, your word against his, and this is a little different situation. There's like 20 different people. Uh, who are who are going against us? So it's gonna be an interesting trial. I I, I bet you it ends in some kind of settlement. Um, well, what do you think happens to him next season? Where do you see him? You mean what this upcoming season? Playing for yeah. I, I think he plays for the Texans, but he doesn't play. 
I, I, I think he I think he's a Texan, but he doesn't play. I think he gets suspended for most of the year, um, like an Antonio Brown situation. And then it's this like he's like coming back to the Texans with his tail between his legs, also wanting to be out of Houston. So it's like he's going to go through, he's going to put off this process that he said, I hate the Texans. I don't want to be a part of the Texans. I want out of Houston. I want a new start. He's going to put off this process until he's done with the whole rape accusations uh, that he's got to go through over the next six to eight months. Uh, And so it's, it's going to be a year long thing for him. And it's not something that's going to end anytime soon. And I just don't see him uh, playing football. I don't see him playing football this year. I don't. And if he does, it's going to be for the Texans. I don't see anybody paying halfway through the year for somebody. I don't see somebody paying in the next two or three days for somebody who's going through uncertain legal troubles. You know, it's just it, he's in purgatory. He, he cannot worry about football right now. And the Texans cannot worry about football either. Uh, or, or Deshaun Watson football as, as far as that's concerned. So no, I, I I don't think he. I think if he does play, he can be in competition for uh, to be a quarterback for a different team in 2022. This is a lost year for him. This is a Michael Vick year for him, and uh, it's it's going to be lost. What do you think? Probably about right. I don't see them trading him or anybody really else dealing with it. And that's the one thing that I think that like was probably the best thing they could have done before they got into all this. Mm-hmm. Is it? I mean, imagine where we were. I mean, I, I do consider myself a Texans fan, if as long as you're not playing the Steelers. And, and my, you know, not like what was that a, a year ago, over a year ago in the playoffs against the against the Chiefs, like, and where the Texans are now, it's just it's a little crazy. So it's you know, to be in this situation, it, it's it's es- it, like that escalated quickly. You know, yeah, you yeah, know? absolutely. And it's so like, yeah, like I said, I, I, I agree with you that I don't think he's going to be able to be moved because it's too sticky of a situation. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you're going to, you're going to end up having, this isn't going to end anytime soon. You know, the worst, the worst isn't over basically. And unfortunately for Texans fans, Mm -hmm. um, because it it was like, man, you, you know, had to suffer all those years of, David Carr and then, you know, and then, you know, they have a few other random quarterbacks and, and then there was David Schaub and they're like, no, nah, we don't want Peyton Manning. We've got David Schaub that lasted all of another second or like to the end of that sentence, basically. And then they just gave Brock Osweiler a ton of money for nothing. And you're like, after a while, like as a Texas you got to start scratching your head going, the hell are we doing, man? Like, so, you know, you're thinking like maybe the owners are out in the parking lot doing the beer 30 well, before they're making their big time decisions. Who knows? Maybe they just like to get rowdy. Yeah. Everybody to their own. So it's, you know, it, it'd be good to see something better come of it, but it just so it's probably not going to come anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I 100% agree. All right. Uh, okay. So fantasy draft analysis. Let's, get, let's, let's talk about, you know, how this works in a fantasy. Uh, scene so um first i want to talk about strategy i got a few questions has the strategy of our league changed over the last five years and if so how um 
over the past five years, it, it has a little bit. Uh, I, I don't think it's as quarterback strong as it used to be. I think we're seeing a lot more other skill positions uh, creep up a little bit more than maybe they used to. And I mean, rule changes obviously have a little bit to do with that. But I mean, I remember there were years sometimes where somebody's first three picks were quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? I, I've been in that. I've been in that situation. Exactly. So it's like, it, and that's a little more rare now. So uh, it definitely has evolved a little bit. Um, I, and like I said, the rule changes have a little bit to do with that. But uh, it, it, that's natural uh, with any kind of uh, league that's been together as long as we have. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think the strategy absolutely has changed. Um, you know, you, you've seen the way that people win in, in the past few years. It's not the same as the way they were winning. Um, you know, this league used to be quarterback cent- centrist. Um, if you look at, uh, you know, we, we still have people who are winning outside the playoffs. So somebody who has made the playoffs hasn't won the next year in a long time. Um, but I think that, you know, especially last year when you had Deshaun Watson and, and Mitch Trubisky. Uh, and then the year before you had Trubisky and who was Chase's other quarterback? I forget. Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to go. I, want, I want, just want to say Matthew Stafford because he loves him. And I really hope that <laughs> I would, I know that it, Chase would love to have a championship team with Stafford, even though I know it wasn't him. I'm just going to say Stafford. Oh, it was something along those lines because, uh, because he had such a potent offense with McCaffrey and some other people um, that, you know, he, the quarterbacks didn't have to. Right. And so with, and with Cameron as well, Deshaun Watson was a good quarterback. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a high top lottery pick quarterback. um, But with Trubisky, um, you know, he didn't really have that, that sort of firepower. So I, I think that, the aspect of receivers, us doing that last year, running backs, us doing it, you know, uh, increasing the receiving yards um, and, and points per reception really changes the way that we look at the draft and where running backs are taken, where receivers are taken. And I'm not saying that just because I'm 10th pick and I really want a good quarterback. I'm saying that because I know that's what people say. Oh, my God. He's talking about how it's not just a quarterback league anymore because he wants a good quarterback. No, I, I really honestly think that taking one of the top touted running backs, I mean, we talked about Dalvin Cook last year going into last year, and then he came out and was, you know, a hero for Cameron's championship team. That you can't just be powered by a couple quarterbacks. Uh, it's just, it, it just doesn't happen like that anymore. Um, you're going to need to be able to, um, to have a balanced team, a good tight end. Oh, you're saying you're some good receivers back in the first round. I have a feeling that I'm going to have some weird picks this year. I do have a feeling that I'm going to make people gasp. I'm not going for laughs. I'm going for gasps. All right. Um, I'm, I'm going for, uh, you know, something different. Gotta switch it up. That ten spot is uh, is a hellhole. You can't win. Uh, you can't. Comp- 
I'll say this a million times. You can't compete with the Mahomes of the worlds with the Kirk Cousins of the worlds. You just can't. If you try to play that game, you're going to lose every time. Um, but yeah, so do you feel like uh, like our intelligence, like gridiron, the gridiron's football intelligence is at its peak? Do you think that we've never been smartest and this league has never been more competitive? I do. I mean, I think naturally it's come to a culmination of uh, fantasy football intelligence over time, but also uh, technology is taking a another taking another step forward. So, I mean, because I mean, you've got multiple sources, you've got you know a lot of different a- analytics that people can put together as far as who you should start over certain people. Um, there's and then I mean, just doing this podcast. I mean, this helps me study and do more research and things like that to make sure that I'm ready for the draft even more than I ever have been before. I mean, mm-hmm. getting together and uh, having a few too many drinks might ha- impair that knowledge, but it's still there, you know, under a cloud of uh, of alcohol. So it's uh, it, it's it, it has reached a new level, but I, I think it'll it'll keep surpassing it each year as we keep kind of i think we i mean i really think we put a lot of the forefront for new uh fantasy football leagues and how they should be run i mean i think a lot of other oh, yeah. things are now catching up to what we've been doing for years mm-hmm. yeah no i i 100 agree with that uh yeah, it, definitely I, do i think that our challenge is is that at all-time high i mean it's, it's hard to say because you go back to the early decade, so about a decade ago, and we all had so much more time on our hand. <laughs> there were no kids. Uh, you know, a lot of us weren't married. A lot of us didn't have permanent girlfriends or whatever. And a lot of what we did was sports and drinking and partying and fun and whatever. And uh, we had a lot more time to look into this stuff. I mean, I, I guarantee the people who are listening to this are listening to this during the workday. Uh, listening to this has been, they might have split it in two parts because they have kids to take care of. They might, you know, might even not listen to this because they're too busy. Um, in another sense, we've been doing this a long time and people know each other. I know you, and I'm not talking just personal. I'm talking fantasy wise. I know you, I know, I know what you can do. Uh, you know, I know Neil, I know, uh, you know, what Karen's going to do. I definitely know what Brad's going to do. You know, there's a few wild cards here and there, but we kind of know, how each other like to play fantasy. Plays a great wild card. I know. I, I pretty much know what Clay, I mean, you know, he, you has that Clay, he knows what you're going to do. He knows what you're going to do, Clay. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I, I he's pretty wild predictable. Card Bob just went off in his brain. He's pretty predictable as far as, uh, as, as far as, you know, fantasy is concerned. So, um, it's hard to say, you know, are we at our best right now? I, I I don't think so. I think that uh, there's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of people still come to the drafts with no knowledge, no study, no notes, just kind of wing it, and and that's okay. You know, we're we're gonna try and propose, uh, you know, a or I'm gonna try to propose at this draft a um, a dues increase to try to maybe just be like, okay, well, if you're not gonna pay attention, you're not gonna, you know, do that sort of research. Uh, I'll take, you know, more money from you. Uh, you know, we'll make this a little bit more serious. Uh, you know, maybe it won't pass. Maybe it will. It's not. It's not. That's not obviously not the most important thing. Uh, but uh, we want. I 
the amount of people who come without you know notes and and strong uh, knowledge of what's going to happen it's a little alarm I, I i do think that uh, that as far as analytics and and studying concerned we have separated the cream of the crop from the people who just don't uh put in the effort but you know maybe that'll change maybe that'll change we are it's not, all, our... it's not all that though. I mean, there are some people that don't that don't have championships. It's not about the effort level. It's it's a oh, little. No, look at Neil. I mean, I, I mean, and he's been right there. You know, he's been so close. And and for me, I mean, personally, for a long time, it was about getting over my own personal team favorite and dis and hate hatred opinions of teams. Once I got past that, that's when I started making some progress. I think we all have gone through that at one point or another. Um, yeah. I went through with the Texans, uh, you know, in the beginning of fantasy in the, or, you know, in two thousands, I definitely went through it. Um, but, but yeah, no, I'm, I think that, you know, over time things will, will heal itself and we'll, we'll, uh, you know, be better at, at getting research together. And, and I'm, I mean, the, the league is competitive as hell, but I oh, it think it, it can always improve. It can always improve. Um, so, so yeah, we'll just, we'll just have to see uh, how it works out from here. Uh, have you moved on from last season? Do you hold any, uh, I don't know. Are you harboring any hate, any, any disappointment from last year? No, I mean, not really at all. I, outside of uh, Matt Ryan. No. Outside of I Matt mean, Ryan. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'll never draft him again, but you know, hey, you could you could do worse than Matt Ryan in the third. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, somebody out there listening to this podcast is going to take Matt Ryan. It's an exciting thing, and I know we're four months away, or less than four months, three and a half months away. Uh, and you know, but somebody out there in three and a half months is going to, in the first or second round, most likely second round, um, early second round, will say. You know, give me Matt Ryan, and they will uh, go sit down in shame. It might be you, so we'll just we'll have to. No, see. no, I definitely won't. I remember last draft when Trevor stood up and said, "Man, imagine having uh, uh, Matt Ryan and Miles Sanders as your first two picks. I must feel terrible." And I was like, "Oh no, that's me." And, uh, <laughs> Man, it felt terrible. So next time Trevor says that, I don't want that to be me. So Shattuck looks around the room. No, yeah, it's me. Like, who is that guy? Oh man, that's gonna suck. Yeah. Oof. What pick are yeah, you this so, uh, upcoming season? But you know, sometimes you gotta you, you gotta throw in the towel one year to make sure you get a good pick the next year. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What pick are you so this thanks, season Matt coming Ryan. up? What 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 pick are you coming up this season? Oh, well, I'm in the lottery, so we'll find out. Ah, okay, lottery. You're a lottery yeah. guy. Very exciting. Very exciting. Nice, nice. Yeah. Yes, it is very exciting. Um, okay, let's finish off here with something lighthearted, a little entertainment, uh, Mortal Kombat. You've seen it? I did. Yeah, well, I did. watched it on opening night. Give me a scale from one to ten. You give it a six and a half. Six and a half. Okay. And did you watch it with Martini in a joint? Oh, oh uh, you know, I, I, was, I was well off by that point because it was later in the evening and I had made some uh, special cornbread that I was enjoying and it was delicious. You ate cornbread while watching yep. Mortal Kombat? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, some THC cornbread uh, to enjoy. It was fantastic. Um, Isn't that nice? Yeah. And to me, so if I, if you, if I may go ahead and get into it, it's... Sure. It, it missed some points. While it did some things very good, mm-hmm. it, it had missed some points because, uh, like, they had some great fatalities, yes. So the fighting, the choreography was done very well. They even did some very nice backstory on some of the characters and had some great homages to the video game with the multiple trips and all, all these kind of little things. They took mm-hmm. a lot of detail without looking at the storyline. Right. It was called Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. They never started the tournament. The tournament, it was a prequel, basically. Don't, yeah. don't call it Mortal Kombat. You're basically showing me Jaws with no, sh- no shark. You give me Jurassic Park and no dinosaurs here. I just, I didn't, you know, the whole time I'm like, so you're never going to get the tournament. The whole thing is about them trying to stop it. This is extremely lame. And I kept waiting. And about halfway through, I was like, it's still happening. All right. I guess, I guess I'll finish this. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's just, it was disappointing it, because it's like, they. I feel like they did all this work and detail and great CGI and great fatalities for nothing. You weren't even in the tournament. Who gives a shit? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I just look at um, Mortal Kombat differently than other people. I guess everybody else is like, eh, it's terrible. It sucks. It was a, a terrible storyline. Well, they just need to just do the tournament. That's all I'm asking for. Don't call if you're gonna call it Mortal Kombat, then then do the Mortal Kombat. It That's was it. pretty sweet fatalities. I mean, it was, they, you know. But they didn't matter. They were but they were building up to the tournament. They mentioned like, the tournament multiple like times. Tune in to watch week one of the NFL and they go, Hey, we're not gonna play week one. We're just gonna do a practice game. None of this matters. Are you still but, excited? They mentioned the tournament multiple times. And hey, they, your guy scored a practice touchdown. Sweet. But that also sets up stuff for the upcoming, like, next... Uh, the sequel to a shitty first movie? Who cares? Yeah. I you mean, only get a sequel if the first one made money. And How much money do you think a movie that came out during COVID made in theaters? Zero. So that sequel is going to happen. How much money do you think any... Uh, you know, movie coming out during COVID. Makes... Yeah, that's why that's why Black Widow has not come out. So it's like, hey, we're just gonna wait. Yeah. And so the nostalgia didn't do anything for you. I mean, there are a few parts in you know, the Kano wins and get over here. That didn't do anything for you, huh? I mean, th- there were little things, but like I said, they just didn't matter. It's it, it's like scoring a, a touchdown in practice. To me. They they didn't matter if they weren't in a Mortal Kombat tournament fight. Because there was no point where the guy, you know, the the head guy said, finish him. because, And then they did the official fatality. They were just doing random fatalities. And some guy just randomly pops out a wall. I'm going to fight you here. I'll fight you there. Whatever. Like, it's just, it, it, it was just a bunch of mayhem with some great details. Mm-hmm. And none of it meant anything. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I guess. Uh, you know, I, I can, I can see that uh, in, in a certain way. But like I said, I think that we have um, different views on what Mortal Kombat should be. I, I considered it like a, not a joke film, but it's not something that I really like wanted to, I'm not watching for the storyline. I'm watching for the fatalities. I'm watching for the video game effect. I'm watching it, 
you know, I don't really know the background as much. Um, maybe I'm just not cultured like that. Um, but, but I liked it. I would have given it a 7.5, maybe an eight out of 10. Uh, the only thing I would have changed would have been, um, the main character, uh, was a nobody. I mean, I kept being like, who is he? What is, what is his thing is what, where does he fit in and all this? And I never found out until the end. And he was not, he was just a character that had been born from whatever. So, so yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, we do have a sponsor this week. Um, Johnson and Johnson is actually sponsoring us. Johnson and Johnson vaccine now scoring better than D plus in most States. Good enough for the American public. Available for men now as well. Johnson and Johnson, a family company. Oh yeah, that's good. I didn't, I personally, I didn't get it. Um, actually it's been kicking my ass yesterday. I got the Pfizer. Um, but you know, Johnson, right. Johnson, uh, you know, I can vouch for him. Um, you know, I've known people and they're not dead. So, uh, that's a good, per- that's a good percentage. It's a good vouch, right? Yeah. Hey, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm team. Right. So, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, but you know, as long as you're doing what you can to help, help the cause. As long as you're, yeah, as long as you're getting it, we don't really care. All right. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed the last two hours of draft analysis, Mortal Kombat analysis, fantasy analysis, and uh, we'll, we'll wrap these up. We're, we're moving into the summer. It's going to be a long summer. Um, COVID, you know, is opening up everything. So we'll get together. We'll talk shit about football and, um, and, you know, tomorrow's an exciting day. Tomorrow really honestly kicks off the 2021 football season so i hope you guys are excited as i am that's all we have for you this week ladies and gentlemen tune in next week and uh we'll be discussing more about uh, what happened in the draft and and um the finalization of these teams going into the summer talk to you guys later all right.